You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. We got a special guest. We got four-time Gold Glove winner, three-time All-Star, two-time Silver Slugger. And look, the reason why I bleached my hair back in the 2000s, <laughs> Mariners, legendary, <laughs> Mariners legendary second baseman, and now host of the Brett Boone podcast right here on Odyssey. It's an Odyssey original. What's up, Brett? How you doing, guys? Doing good. Uh, I, I love it. I love it. You had the hair, huh? You had the hair. Oh, I, I had the hair. I had the I had the bleached hair. Didn't have quite the physique, but I, you know, I tried. I was young. That was like my college look. That that was my thing. My kids, my kids still tease me about it, and I, they said, "Dad, you get it. why don't you go bleach your hair?" I said, "Dad's get a little old for that." I said, "That was that was just a phase I went through. It was kind of a shtick." And I used to tell people when I'd bleach my hair, I'd say, the city expects it. So just don't worry about it. Get out of my way. Every three weeks, I, I had my routine, but uh, that was a lot of fun. A lot of, lot of great times in Seattle. Did you get your hair done by somebody here? Or is this, or did you do I did. Yourself? No, I did. Uh, I had a, a young lady would come to the ballpark, actually. At the time, it was Safeco Field. Uh, and I had a barber chair. I think nowadays in the big leagues, it's pretty commonplace to have a barber chair. Guys get their hair cut. They have whoever come to the ballpark. But I think we were one of the original. Uh, it was a hair bleaching station. And and there was a couple guys on the Mariners that would get it done, too. But every three weeks, she would come in. Uh, we had a little little uh, office space off the off the clubhouse, and I'd get it done. So that was that was fun. I, that brings back pretty, pretty cool memories. You know, you brought us a lot of great memories, uh, especially during 2001 through the 2005 season. But we got to be honest, we had such a blast watching you in the celebrity softball game, didn't we, Hanno? Oh, yeah. We had a great time. Uh, We didn't really know what to expect. Man, you guys put on a show. You still got it, don't you? Well, I could I could fake anything for a second. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I really they, they had called me a couple months prior and they asked if I'd do it. And I thought, you know, uh, it's Seattle. It's probably fitting that I go back there and play in that game. And I said, OK, why not? And I, I remember taking the field right after that, the uh, the futures game, because we just preceded that. Uh, and 
I remember getting there and go, you know, two months ago, this sounded like a really good idea. And now I don't know what, what to expect. And I remember Mike Cameron came over to me, says, Booney, what are we going to do? Cause I saw, you know, the lineups were made out and I was leading off. I said, well, I, I kind of have to hit a home run, don't I? And there was still a pretty good crowd. We didn't know what the crowd was going to be like, but there was probably at least 20,000 people in the stands. And I'm thinking, I got to do something. So, so Cammy asked me, and I said, I'm going to hit a home run. I'm going to try to hit it down a left field line. We'll see how big the ballpark's playing. See how hard the balls are. The bats are live. And I hit it, and I came back, and he's just laughing. And I said, yeah, you, you go wherever you want. I said, the ball's going to jump for you. And Cammy ended up hitting a home run his first at bat. But it was, it was fun. I didn't know what to expect. I kind of knew what to expect from the athletes that were on hand. Uh but the YouTubers and the, and the singer-songwriters, I, uh, Jojo Siwa, I didn't know what to expect. And to my, I was pleasantly surprised how good they were. I mean, they you're right. They put on a show. And I went from before the game thinking, what did I get myself into? To when the game ended, I think we ended up winning 21-19. Uh, I really actually enjoyed myself. <laughs> I'll admit it right here. It was actually a good time. And uh a lot of fun. Yeah, you got a WWE championship belt. Oh, it's pretty cool, isn't it? I'm not kidding. We were there watching the Futures game, and it's a little tough if you don't, if you're not like a real baseball savant nerd and know everything going around. But for the casual fan, the Futures game was, you know, it was all right. And then it was kind of like one of these things where once you guys hit, I can't tell you how much that energy in that building just went up especially when you hit the home run Cameron hits the home run but like it just really took us back especially when you hit that first home run you hit it was just the big moonshot and that energy in that building went up they're playing here comes the boon ready yeah. or not you know we were ready to to walk it felt like 2001 we were ready to walk over to Tiki Bob's after Tiki Bob's I remember that yeah it was and you know what I you know what I found because I was pretty busy during that all-star week and and I had a lot of uh engagements that I was going to a lot of meet and greets and just walking around that city for for all-star week interacting with the fans and fans come up to you you know especially when I'm in Seattle usually fans just want to come up and shake your hand and say hi hey thanks for the memories you know we and they always go go back to the early 2000s but a lot of the fans after that game were coming up and saying, Brett, you know, we were at the Futures game. We were ready to watch the softball game. We had no idea what to expect. It was our first celebrity softball game we've been to. And it was it was great, like you explained. They said they really had, had fun and were really entertained. So I, I think it was a hit all around. I think Seattle did a really good job uh, wire to wire. Because you look at it nowadays, and, and it's such a big production from the Futures game to, to Griffey's game, which is before the the uh, the Futures game, to the Celebrity Softball game, to the Home Run Derby, to the actual game itself. There's so much that goes into it. I think using uh, Seahawks, Seahawks Field for, for stuff off campus mm -hmm. uh, was a great venue. And I think the city of Seattle, they, they kind of turned it out and did a really nice job. Fried Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast. We have the one and only... Mr. Tom Hutler, do you have any of your favorite stories from the kingdom? There was a time we had an earthquake, and so we, they were going to evacuate the building. So I was like getting up to go and leave. And they go, no, you can't go. you got to read these safety things. It's like, do we need to tell them that there's smokings only on the exterior ramp? Yeah. <laughs> and Dave came shooting past. He signed off. I'm going, wait, I'm the only one here. Listen and subscribe to Rye Bread and Mustard, a Meredith podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm watching the Mariner game the other night, Brett and uh, Dan Wilson and Mike Flowers are on the call and they start talking about Lou Pinella and Dan mentions that he's played for Lou Pinella for nine years. And Mike says, well, I played for him for five, but I've probably been in his office a lot more than you ever have. Can you maybe share with our audience any times maybe you got called into Lou Pinella's office? Ooh, more times than I want to. <laughs> uh, really share i played for lou for for parts of uh no for shoot what did i play 93 was lou's first year over i was a rookie and that's what i remember the most lou and myself we did not see eye to eye when i was a kid and we had many a go around i got sent down i think i got sent up uh sat down brought back up three separate times in 1993 before i i, I eventually stuck and uh then he traded me to the cincinnati reds but in the beginning like i said we did not see eye to eye we were constantly kind of at each other's throat and and i mean to the point where i get called in his office and we never fought physically fought but we came close wow. a few times where where lou is just he was that he's lou yeah. and he's got a young kid a brash young kid and myself who who I'm just I'm just swinging hard and, and trying to make a name for myself, trying to become a big leaguer. And he was giving me that tough love. And uh, once we got through that and, and the second half of 1993, I, I played well. <laughs> he ended up trading me. Uh, and the press thought it was because Lou and, and me were at odds. And we weren't. By the end of 93, we were kind of buddies. I mean, he was calling me in on the weekends. We'd bet on football against each other. And so we had a nice relationship. When I got traded to the Reds, I didn't take it as a as a, as a negative thing. I, I I just thought that's business, you know. We got Danny Wilson coming back to to Seattle that, to replace a Dave Valley who had been there a while, and we had a plethora of of young talented infielders in the in the Mariners organization, and the Reds needed needed a young second baseman, and it was business as usual. I went to Cincinnati, enjoyed my time there. Uh, fast forward, I came back in 2001, and I think Lou was a, a pivotal part in getting me back. And the relationship was completely different the second time around. You know, I was a, a nine-year veteran, and and Lou had had nine more years of experience. And he, to this day, he he's one of my favorite not my not only my favorite manager, but he's one of my favorite people in life. And I got to spend some time with him at the All-Star game. And, and uh, you know, that, that old 01 crew got back together for just, just 20 minutes before we got announced on the field. And, and it, I, I was doing my job. I was sitting on the couch with, with Skip, and I was winding him up and then letting him go. And he was entertaining the crowd and, and, and all the players that were there. And it felt like, 2000, like you mentioned earlier, felt like 2001 again. So I can't say enough good things about Lou Pinella. Yes, I had some tough times with him. He taught me a lot. Uh, he gave me some tough love. He he was a part of my maturation process. I grew up under Lou a little bit. And uh, he's one of those guys, he's not for everybody. He needs to respect you as a man. And then secondly, as a ball player, if he respects you in both in, in both categories, that man will go through a wall for you. If he doesn't, you're probably not going to be able to play for him. And that's just the way Lou Pinell is. There's only one Lou. They cut, they, they broke the mold when, when, when they made Lou Pinella. And, uh, but to this day, one of my favorite men on this planet and uh, a big part of, of my career. I don't know what it is, Dr. Pinella. My life just isn't going the way I planned it. 
every time I turn a corner, there's some sort yeah. of... Wine, wine, wine. I've had it with your excuses. Yeah. You're acting like a loser. But you I, want therapy? Yeah. I'll give you therapy. Get off your duff, get out of here and make something happen. Do I make myself clear? Aren't you glad he decided to manage the Mariners instead? Next. Penella has erupted. He's gone out to home plate. Covering home Call plate. Call for season tickets.